Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. This is the weekly outlook here at XM. Thanks for joining us. I'm Cristina Marujos. With me today is Senior Investment Analyst Mario Sajigiriagos. But Marius, before we have a look at the upcoming week's themes, I'd like us to talk about what we've been seeing in markets lately regarding inflation. Now, the Fed has been adamant that any inflationary episode will be transitory, and indeed markets in the U.S. and abroad have almost shrugged off escalating inflation numbers. Why are markets so calm? And do you think we'll see this trend change anytime soon? Hello, Christina. Well, the main reason the market is so calm about inflation is that most of the acceleration in inflation is concentrated in a few sectors. So cars, airline fares, hotels, and so on. So the Fed and the markets are thinking, that's fine. Once the economy cools down, once supply chain disruptions is, all of that is going to fade away and we're going to be left with, you know, 2% inflation more or less, which is what we want. Now, the counter argument to that is that once all of this reopening momentum fades, we might see other elements step up to keep inflation hot. For example, uh, the one I'm really looking at is uh, shelter, so rents. Home prices in the U.S. have gone berserk this past year, but the rents haven't really followed suit uh, thanks to this eviction moratorium from the Biden administration. Now, that moratorium ends at the end of July. So are we going to see rents fire up in August and September? And meanwhile, we've got a lot of states uh, cutting the generous unemployment benefits. So I think that we're going to see a lot of workers return to the labor market soon. So the upcoming jobs reports could be pretty hot as well. Add on top of everything, the 4.1 trillion in new spending that Biden is trying to roll out now. And I think it's a recipe that can keep inflation going. So long story short, I don't think America is going to escape this inflationary environment as quickly as the Fed and the markets currently think. And therefore, I think that heading into the autumn, the Fed is likely to have to slam on the brakes. They are going to scale back their quantitative easing program. Eventually, they are going to raise interest rates and all of that is good news for the US dollar. Now, it's a similar story in New Zealand. In fact, the markets think that the RBNZ, the Reserve Bank, is going to raise interest rates next month in August. Now, you might argue, you know, the Kiwi hasn't really responded that much so far, but that really comes down to real yields. So, interest rates, interest rate expectations have risen, yields have risen in New Zealand, but inflation expectations have also risen, and that is keeping what we call a real yields flat. Now, going forward, I think that that could change. Once the RBNZ actually starts to raise interest rates, inflation fears are going to calm down, where we might see real yields rising, and that could boost the Kiwi, especially against low-yielding currencies like the yen and the Swiss franc. I think it will be very interesting to see how things play out. For the time being, though, let's turn to the upcoming week. That has one central bank meeting for us. The European Central Bank meets on Thursday, Marios. It will be interesting Uh, to have a look at this meeting as President Christine Lagarde has promised she will deliver new policy signals. Therefore, what are we likely to hear at this ECB meeting and how could that impact the euro? Well, as far as euro impact, I don't think we're going to see any fireworks. So the ECB has erased its inflation target lately. And 
policymakers want to show that they are serious about hitting it. So they weren't able to hit a lower inflation target for a decade. Now they are raising it and they want to tell the markets, look, we're really serious. We want to hit that target sustainably. So how do you do that? You commit to negative interest rates for an even longer period. So that's the message the ECB is going to send this week. But I don't think... I think the markets already expect that and I don't think we're going to see a huge reaction in the euro. In the bigger picture though, that's a really negative signal for the euro because what it tells us is that the ECB is locking itself into negative rates over the coming years. Whereas the Fed or the Reserve Bank of New Zealand or the Bank of Canada, the Bank of England, all of those central banks are moving towards higher interest rates. So long story short, I think we're going to see an environment of monetary policy divergence, as we call it, where the ECB remains negative interest rates, whereas all of these other central banks uh, start to raise interest rates. And that, I think, is bad news for the euro overall, especially against the dollar, the US dollar, the Canadian dollar, the British pound and the Kiwi dollar. And now let's have a look at the data. We have a lot of important economic data coming up this week, but it looks like markets will focus especially on European and British PMIs. What should we expect from these reports? And since we already had a look at the euro, how do you think the pound will perform? Well, as I just said, I'm uh, quite optimistic on the pound. So the British economy is humming along very nicely. We've seen another COVID outbreak lately, but much of the population is vaccinated and thankfully hospitalizations remain very low. So I don't think we're likely to get any, any new restrictions from the Boris Johnson government. And in fact, we saw a couple of Bank of England officials recently suggest that you know, maybe we should start thinking about withdrawing some stimulus. And the markets currently thinking that the August meeting from Bank of England might be live. So they might signal that the end of asset purchases is close and that would set the stage for rate increases uh, down the road. And overall, I think that's a, a pretty favorable environment for Sterling. Marius, thank you for joining me today. This was the weekly outlook here at Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.